0: Carl. Hey, Gerard. What's going on? Hey,
1: hey, thanks for joining. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Welcome to Fired Up. It's been a while. I'm glad you were able to join. Uh, I think you're perfect, actually, for, for this podcast, considering your background. So I'm pleased to have Carl Dillinger join me today. Uh, we're going to talk about the four-day work week. Uh, I had the pleasure of working with Carl at uh, George Washington Medical Faculty Associates. So, Carl, if you want to give everyone a, a little background on, on what you've been doing.
0: Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Gerard. Um, so, I've been in recruiting for the last 12 years. Um, so, I'm a corporate recruiter. I've been in healthcare for the last six years. Um, so, basically, um, just recruiting for all staff positions. Um, I, I worked, obviously, with you at GW. Worked recently in National Spine and Pain Centers, and then I'm starting at ANOVA in a couple weeks. Um, and great. on the side, I do career coaching as well. So basically, my life revolves around recruiting people, trying to you know figure out the, the most creative ways to get people to join a company. And I think you know this four-day work week would be a
1: great, great sell for
0: candidates, among other things.
1: Yeah, definitely. So you and I have, uh, again, shared some really good experience. I think uh, we learned a lot. Uh, From working at GW, and I think for me personally, uh, from my background in process improvement and being a Lean Six Sigma Master Black Belt, uh, I think there is reason enough to at least question the five-day work week. I think what I see, what everyone does every day, I don't think adds up to a full forty hours. Let alone the eighty hours that most people are saying they work. So, I think that was one of the things that intrigued me about the subject matter, I think there is a movement out there that people, or at least organizations are starting to now look at it as a, you know, as a serious alternative. Uh, And so what I wanted to do is kind of touch on the idea and the movement that's out there, how it impacts the organization, the employees. And I think, again, you can talk from the HR perspective and you know how you can recruit people and then some of the results and conclusions of some organizations that have done it or are, in the process of doing it and then, and then what you maybe think about the future, you know, from an HR perspective. And then from me, from a, you know, process improvement, from a strategic success uh, point of view, from an organization standpoint Uh, to start off again, just jump in with, you know, any comments. I think organizations because of the demographics uh, and the makeup of the workforce, the fact that the work life balance, I think has been so challenging uh, especially recently, the amount of stress, the amount of the amount of daycare uh, that is required for parents, the time that's you know to get back to get home to pick them up, I think is part of the reasons why organizations are at least entertaining the idea. I think also there is that cost quotient that I think is always oh. important because I think organizations are always looking at cutting costs, and I think this is one way of looking at that you know you can cut down on the commuting time i mean if you live in a large city you know this because uh, you <laughs> you've had to experience this the commute time takes one to three hours a day away from productivity yeah absolutely and i think that is a big factor because think about it how much time i think there was some ridiculous number of I don't know, $30 billion wasted in productivity because of the commute time in major cities. And you're talking LA, New York, Boston, uh, DC, the metropolitan area here. I think there's a, there's a lot to be said about that. I think that's part of the reason why, you know, working at home has also been one of the alternatives that at least organizations are entertaining. And I think at least starting to put into place these programs, I know the government now is putting in work at home policies that allow their employees to work at home because they'd rather work them work them than not get them at all. So, I yeah, think-
0: I, I think that what you mentioned productivity. I think that's what it's all about because, you know, the button seat model is, is extinct. You know, this isn't the 1980s anymore. We can right. make a lot of things electronically. We can Skype, you know, for me personally, recruiting is easy. You, is easy to measure. So, and in a lot of industries, you can measure results. Um, right. You know, a lot of people. I would, I would argue, probably seventy percent of the day, people aren't really doing actual work. Yes. But that's, you know, that's a loss of productivity, and yeah. that can easily be tracked. So, you know, when I've had a staff, I, I've been okay. You know, if they have to go to a doctor's appointment at one o'clock, I, I don't care about that. I care about how many hires did you get this week you know, I'm, I'm all about results. And I think whether you're working, you know, 40, 40 hours a week, 30 hours a week, are you getting the job done? So I think, you know, it, we, we as companies and we as you know, em- employers need to recognize, you know, are we going to, are we, do we have a pay for performance model
1: or a button the seat model? Well, and I think to yeah. your point, I, I cause I want to I want to elaborate on this point because mm-hmm. I, you know, what my responsibility is typically mm-hmm. in consulting gigs is to remove waste from processes. If right. I'm removing waste and you said it, I guarantee you, um, and I, there's an article, you know, we sent these articles, we've been reviewing it. Mm-hmm. Most people say they can finish their job in five hours in a day. Yep. So what you just said, so think about this, if that's true, and I would say for the majority of people, that's 25 hours a week. So most people could finish their job in twenty five hours a week. Now add to the water cooler discussion, you know, going back and forth to, to your best friend down the hall, um, to doing stuff that is ridiculous, you know, answering emails <laughs> yep. and right. So think about that, and, and you and I, are in in our alignment with this, I think we believe in getting results, uh-huh. and how you get those results. As long as you get those results. I think we're fine with because the button, the seat thing is so 1950s. Yeah. Uh, ju- that drives me crazy. Now, obviously, if you're in a retail environment, or, yeah, like, or a, you have to be a doctor's be, office so. right, or a doctor's office. Yeah. Right. Because it's interaction. Yeah. I get that. But there's a lot of jobs that don't have to. Yeah. And I think you and I are both really successful with getting our work done. Mm-hmm. and not worrying about when and how because that alignment is no longer that 9 to 5 model and we are self-motivated enough that we can get the work done and I think organizations at least really good organizations understand that 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 you know 1950s I come home and dinner's on the table <laughs> model that doesn't yeah. exist i mean we yeah. don't live in that world anymore
0: yeah i guess the counter to, to this argument, which I don't believe in would be, you know, can we trust people to get the job done in, in that amount of time? And, and what I'm saying is if, if they're not going to get the job done in a five day a week job, you know, they're not going to get it done in 40. Exactly. If it doesn't make a difference. They're not going to get the job done. So, you know, you should want people that are going to produce the results no matter how many hours they're working and it's just more efficient for everyone. I mean, you can you can speak to the child care costs, you know, and um, in, in from a recruiting perspective, it would be a huge sell. If I could go to, you know, candidate A, we offer a four-day work week and this other company, you know, company B does not. I mean, that's a huge sell because work-life balance, I would say, is probably the number one thing candidates talk to me about.
1: Yeah. And I think, and yeah. I, you know, from your perspective, because you're talking to candidates, so you're talking about people that you're actually trying to get into the organization right and obviously you know that's a large appeal i think you know back to this you know back to this uh, belief I i can tell you that scientifically been proven i've read multiple articles in the last six months about how our brain works um once you get past a certain age you cannot function as well past 25 hours a week anyway so first of all you're going to get a decline and then the other thing is is that uh, two other things really multitasking that everyone says they're doing they can't do because the brain is not capable of doing it i don't care what people say it's that's been scientifically proven and then also when you work past a certain amount of hours you're more likely to make mistakes so those people who are saying they're working 80 hours a week you could probably cut them off after a certain amount and not going to produce anything anyway of any value. Yeah.
0: I always say like my peak hours are like nine 30 to 12. I get all my hard work done during that time. And like, you know, to be honest with you, I'm not a night guy or an afternoon guy. So um, whatever I do after four is it's either busy work or not going to be productive. So, and I think a lot of people work like that. Um, they're also probably thinking about, Oh, I need to go to my kid's soccer games. You know, I need to, I need, need to get home for dinner. So they're going to be distracted by that, you know? Um, and that's, they're going to resent that. So that's yeah, going to affect your work, you know, because you do carry, so you, you carry work home with you whether whether you like it or not. Um, and and that, that's going to affect that as well.
1: Well, and I think also the other thing is is that when you're really busy, if you're project-based work and you're really busy, it fluctuates, right? You stay mm-hmm. when you have to, you do the job that you have to with that time, and then it can balance out because when you have a slow period of time, you can you can get down. I know that people come back to me with operational roles. They'll come back to me with, well, I have to be on the phone all this time. And I, I, and I understand that, Mm -hmm. but I think you can make changes. You can be, if we're as creative and as smart and as innovative, if we keep telling ourselves, then why aren't we applying some of those things? Because we say that we're cutting edge and that we're innovative or we want to be innovative yet. Then we never embrace any of these things. You can't have it both ways. You know what I mean? All these people who say that they're open-minded and then you find that they're very traditional and conservative yep. and you're not open-minded because you're not even embracing this because you're not even open to the idea of it. Not even, not even the science behind it, but even the idea of it There's no, there's no way that we can do this or we can apply it. And organizations that get it are going to be ahead and people are going to be uh, you know, driven to that piece uh, of, of starting or going there or you know, looking for those kinds of things and our world is rapidly changing. Uh, in the next 10 years, it's going to be significantly different. So I think that's that's really important to keep in mind. I I can't stress this enough about the waste. Uh, 85% mm-hmm. typically of the processes I see are waste, which means they oh. bring no value to the customer. Yeah. So if you think about that, if you add that up, what do you think people are doing during the day? That's I mean, bringing value. Yeah, they're on their phones, right? Um,
0: thinking about what they're going
1: to do after work. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you you know, yeah. we have you have a ton of things going on, mm-hmm. and I and I have a ton of things going on. So, how much concentration do you really get out of someone? And then that's at their best. Think about if they're sick, or if they yeah. have a personal issue at home, or a family member is sick or ill. Then you're totally distracted, and you can't you cannot base things on someone being at their best every day because no one's at their best every day. That's, that's not physically possible. And I'm not like, I'm not advocating we don't work. Right. I'm just saying we got to be smart about it and be efficient about it and think about what those other alternatives are that we can make uh, available so that we can produce at a high rate, really customer centric and service both the employees and that customer base, whatever that is, and and I think we would the organizations would see far more success because people would be happier. Yep, absolutely, right. And and I think and I think again from an HR, think about how much uh, how how you could use that in any any recruiting. Yeah, I mean presentation.
0: Yeah, it's huge in recruiting. In fact, there's there's an example from a company I worked with. They started doing uh, part time, like a call center role part-time hours and it showed a lot of value because there was only certain times of the day where they got a lot of calls so they didn't need somebody to work nine to five monday through friday and it showed really good results and you know for the company it's it saved the employer money too so and some people just want the part-time role like not everybody wants to work 40 hours a week right right or needs to necessarily so you know even even having that option I mean, there, there are some people that, that may want to work. They may enjoy working more than being at home. Who knows? But, um, but giving that option, I think, you know, whether we like it or not, the the workforce now wants options. Yes. It's not about necessarily the salary. It's, it's more about flexibility and options and, and and having them feel like they're empowered and, and able to make decisions on their own life. So that's a huge sell for, you know, for me to come in versus another company. That's, Oh, you have to be here nine to five and check in, check out. Like that's, that's
1: going by the wayside, I think. And I, again, just to, just to kind of touch on a couple of things that I think uh, you made some really good points. Mm-hmm. I think the options is huge. The flexibility, mm-hmm. the fact that you uh, they looked at how much can cutting down commute, uh, commuting. I think it's like worth 40% of salary, something ridiculous. So if you think about that, that is true, that flexibility. And the other thing that's really, really important. We kind of, you, you touched on this at the very beginning, this Mm -hmm. empowerment piece, right? I think for whatever reason, organizations a lot of times start off without trusting their employees. And when you don't have that trust, people are never going to be empowered because you're not going to trust them to make decisions so I'm a firm believer if you get the right person in the right job they should be able to do that and the supervisor or their manager should be able to help guide them and help them make decisions at times where they might need you know some help but that employee should be empowered to to do that and if they are they're not going to need this this traditional work week to do that
0: Yep absolutely
1: so the the other thing I want to make sure that when we talk about this, what we're, we're, we're really referring to a couple different things. We're, organizations are doing these shorter work weeks, which are 32 hours a work week. Uh, so they're literally only working 32 hours a week. And then there's this other model. There's really two models, I think, prevalent. The four 10-hour work days. So, the, mm-hmm. so they're getting the 40 hours uh, a week, but they're doing it in only four days. And then the other one is this 32-hour week. And I think this is a little bit Harder sell because they might cut back the salary. So yeah. I would, so I think that's might be harder. I said, I think you said this. Some people are are okay with working part time. Yeah, but I I do think that would be the harder sell. But again, if you're doing a four ten hour work day, those are those are long days, right? And uh, that's still that's still going to be tough to get a three day week. So I think I think again looking at less hours during the week, I think would still produce high results. If, if it's done right, if it's managed, right. Uh, and if it's, you know, yeah. it's the right. I mean,
0: and again, it, it's an option. So like, you right. know, in, in recruiting, you have this big pool of people and you have to whittle it down, whittle it down, whittle it down. And then you get your candidate and then they might decline the offer because, Oh, I, I, I can't work during those hours. Cause I have to pick my kid up at soccer. Right. Yeah. So giving them that option, they, they might not care about 10 yeah, like you know, making seventy versus eighty, you know, and that might not be a big deal to them because think about it, they're they're saving in gas costs they're saving in childcare—that's minuscule. Yeah, so you're right. In, in a lot of ways, so it's an option. That it's it's not making the person work, you know, a forty, you know, four tens, but giving them that option is huge because um, it's all about choices.
1: Yeah, and I think I think if you if you present it in that way, I think that's a better way of presenting it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know if organizations are doing that, but I think that is actually a really good idea. You presented it almost like a menu, right? Exactly. And, yep. you, and you, and you give them, and I think some government agencies, the examples that I have um, I, I think uh, the articles that, that you and I both reviewed, I mean, Amazon is actually trying a 30 hour work week for some of their employees, but there's mm-hmm. a lot of government agencies that departments that have been trying this because they can see uh overtime being reduced right for hourly employees they can see uh fixed costs being reduced uh in in some areas and a lot of those uh government agencies are are really driven by that the cost reduction first but i do think yep. that's being employees happier and the flexibility and the options i think are the two things that need to be you know, intertwined in this selling point. Cause I don't think uh, just saying, you like you said, you have to work four 10 hour days. I think it's better is, okay, here are your options. You can be flexible, things like that.
0: Yeah. And you know, I think it all comes down to change. I mean, it sounds cliche, but people are scared of change. Yep. That's the biggest thing. And if you're looking at a, you know, an organization made up of 5,000 people, like think about that. And it's so it's understandable why they'd be hesitant to do it. So maybe an option would be to try it out, like you said, like Amazon's trying it out. Maybe not making the policy overall yet, but seeing what the results are. And I'm sure you could you could measure
1: it pretty easily too. Yeah, you can because so, they're already yeah. they're already measuring it now, right? I mean, yeah. it's not like they don't know what people are producing. It's not like they don't know what productivity is. Uh, you know, there's and there's correlations between between that. Uh, And there's been studies that have been done on that. I think you're, you're right. Uh, I I would like to see it more. I think the unfortunate part is until, until, and this is like a big transition until we have that large transition where more and more people accept it because other things have to change, right? The whole, think about this, the whole infrastructure would change because people might be shopping more now on a Friday than they normally do. Right. I mean, really, it's a societal change because that would open up, uh, amusement parks. Uh, you could go, you know, more likely on a Monday or a Friday, right? I mean, that sure. whole support structure, the, uh, entertainment industry could change too, because people now are not working those five day work weeks. So that, that could change the way the other ancillary, uh, society departments or, or uh, uh, industries or businesses have to restructure too. So we have to keep that in mind when you get to that point. I mean, we're not, I don't think we're there yet, but you, you know, how many people work, have normal lives that you would consider normal lives. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know many that everyone's life is different. Right. I think,
1: yeah, I mean, it's,
0: it's, it's, it's all about the, maybe a little bit of short-term loss for long-term gain. I think. Yes. The big thing, like yes. there will be some growing pains. You, you may see a little dip in pro- maybe not productivity, but performance when people are getting adjusted. But then, five years from now, your company's killing it. So, like you said before, you know companies that are are, are keeping with that are afraid to change are going to be left behind. While you know the Amazons of the world and other companies like that that are that are willing to take that risk are going to to get
1: ahead. Well, and I think I think one of the other themes that continually comes up as we're talking about, you know, these new business ideas, when I'm talking about process improvement, when we're talking about change management, it's always, you know, sacrificing long term gains for for short term pain, because right. you're So afraid of going through the short term pain. I mean, if you compare it to working out which I typically do because I think it's a great analogy. I mean you have to put work in and commit, but you're going to see long-term gains. The the problem is is that people don't want to put that – go through that pain in the short period of time, right? So they avoid it, and I'm always still to this day – and you and I have had conversations about this a lot. I'm still shocked at how adverse organizations are to doing these things. And it's not, yeah, there's a lot of workers, but think about it. There's a lot of leaders who say this. And then when they have the opportunity to do it, they, they back down. I mean, we're not talking about just workers. I mean, we're talking about leadership in these organizations who talk a lot, but never back it up. And that's still to me, shocking. Especially with, you know, you and I both been in healthcare, right? I mean, Look at the look at how healthcare, and that's not a traditional industry. I mean, you have a tr- you don't have you have non traditional hours, you have a non traditional yep. right customer base that's not at their best, obviously. Uh, and you have nurses who don't work normal hours, you have physicians, yep. right? So you would think that things like that would appeal more because you know how stressed they are to begin with, especially with the interactions and the sensitivity to what they're doing on a daily basis. Uh, And I'm still just kind of blown away by, by how uh, adverse they are to it. Yeah. Conversations, you know? Yep. And I'm usually okay with at least having the conversation, at least have the conversation, you know, prove your point. Let's have a discussion, at least be open-minded to it. But they're so quick to judge and to turn it off and turn it down. And, like I said, there's a lot of similarities between um, how you interact uh, in society and how you interact in organization because it's both made up on people, and we live in a totally different world than we did 20 years ago. I mean, think about how much your life has changed since you've been a child and how much my life has changed. You can't apply the same things the same way. It just doesn't yep. work. So you have to move with that. So that, that to me is, is always is always critical. Is there anything else that you can think of as, as we kind of wind down that sticks out in your mind, the things that you came across or anything else that you think would be important to bring up?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it all comes down to employees want to be heard. Um, you know, like from my perspective, you know, in my career, I just want someone to actually – you know listen to me and and listen to what kind of what i would like to do i mean that's that's kind of it's a candidate market right now for recruiting so like even having that discussion knowing that your ceo or whoever your leadership is open to hearing about this option is the first is the first step yes. even if it never comes to fruition or never Never comes to you know having the four tens or the thirty hour work week. At least you know maybe surveying the employees. Like is it, has the company done that? Like a- asking the actual people at the company what they would want. Maybe they wouldn't want that. Who knows? But at least asking the question, I think, is key in getting the conversation started. Yeah, and I
1: and I, another great point because it does it does involve the employees, right? So you're yeah. you're reaching out to them, and then you're not dismissing their ideas and you are encouraging conversation, which I think is absolutely right to your point is the first step. And I want to read a couple quotes Uh, on one of the organizations uh, that we reviewed was, which which was an organization in in Canada. But, you know, they said something that I, that I underlined, because I thought it was really important. He goes, we always like to question the status quo and see if there's a reason for it instead of blindly following in this case, we question the need for a five-day work week. And I like to blindly follow it, like how many people just do it because they've been doing it forever. They don't know anything else, and they just think that this is the only thing you can do. Yep. And most businesses, especially the situations I'm in, when I go in and ask people why they're doing the process steps that they're doing, they'll basically say – Oh, we've been doing it for like for like that for 20 years. So why would we do anything <laughs> yeah. which is not a valid business reason, by the way. Or Gerard, you know, Gerard trained me like this 15 years ago. Right. Yeah. This is not this. It doesn't make this doesn't make a lot of sense. And I think uh, the results of this organization of the shorter work week. So they said by shortening the work week, employees have more time for personal hobbies, rest, family, which translates into. And this is really important. More energy happiness yep. and focus in the workplace which is everything that we talked about right think about energy and thinking as I get older you know I have less and less energy right You yeah. get to the work week and you're like there's no way so how much do you think this happens to most people that have all these things going on especially if you have small children yep right uh, you have you have a loss of energy because the things can be stressful in these in these situations. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to wrap up. What I would like you to do is tell, tell everyone uh, what you do on the side and give out your information in case people yeah. want to reach out to you. you. know, Do some plugs here for yourself.
0: Sounds good. Um, so I, I own Your Own Way Coaching. It's a career coaching business. So basically um, I help people who are kind of stuck in their careers looking for a new job. Um, it's kind of a hybrid of, of um, general coaching, but also mentoring, some consulting. So I, I also do resume write-ups, uh, resume review. Um, so the website is own way Uh Again, my name is Carl Dillinger. I can be reached at carl.dillinger at gmail.com. Um, it's done by phone generally, so I, I can accept anyone from anywhere. Um, just email me or send me a message uh, on my website and and we can connect and,
1: and and get started. Thanks, Carl. Let me just do a wrap up. And I, again, thank you very much for your time. Absolutely. Okay. It fun. Always, I'm glad hopefully we can yeah. do this more. Uh, yeah, Cause probably. I think, you know, I think you have a lot of good ideas and a great experience to share. So um, lastly, as long as I can remember, and I think you can speak to this, um, I've asked why and how come, you know, challenging conventional thinking, which equips me with a unique vantage point of perspective. So I can help you unlock your organization's potential to implement the right solutions. So always ask yourself, what are your pain points? Are you willing to do something different? And are you committed to change? Very important. And then what are your customers saying? And then also in this case, specifically, what are your employees saying? So providing data driven analytics to determine the root cause of any issue, I can assist in answering these questions. And you can reach me, uh, at, uh, www.dynamicrg.com and at Twitter at, Dar- at DRG info. And lastly, always remember and never forget from Rush, the song Grand Designs. So much style without substance, so much stuff without style. It's hard to recognize the real thing. It comes along once in a while. Thank Ooh, you again, well. Carl. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Care. Bye bye. Bye.